Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with some samples. You guys, allergies suck and it really sucks when my nose is all stuffed up. I can't do anything. I can't even enjoy dinner because I can't taste my food. I can't work out because I feel so tired and I'm out of it and just forget getting ahead on recording the show because I sound so stuffy. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've honestly been using Claritin D for my allergies forever and it's always been my go-to. I know when spring hits, I won't have to worry about my eyes watering like crazy and my nose running like a faucet. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. You guys need to check out June's journey. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Discover hidden clues and solve a riveting murder mystery. Engage with the brain-teasing enigmas of the roaring 20s and delve into June's quest to reveal a scandalous family secret. You guys, I love getting lost in this world. It's so beautiful and engaging, and I can't wait to unwind at the end of the day on the couch with this game and a cup of tea. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder With My Husband. I'm Peyton Moreland. And I'm Garrett Moreland. And he's the husband. And I'm the husband. Thank you all so much for listening. We seriously love you guys so much. If you are watching on YouTube, please leave us a thumbs up and a comment down below. And if you are listening on podcast, please leave us a review if you can. If not, we're just happy to have you here. Okay, Gary, do you have your 10 seconds for this week? I do have my 10 seconds. Well, a couple of things. Peyton and I went and saw Corella. This oh, weekend. we did. It, it was, was good. so good. Peyton really wanted to see it. And I really loved it. it was, she liked it a lot. It was fun. And I mostly liked it because of the accents. The whole movie had accents <laughs> and I loved it. It was actually a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should go see it. Mm-hmm. It was good. And then, well, yesterday I spent like three hours power washing like our, our house, basically. Our house, basically. And then I kid you not, 10 minutes later, we got this huge windstorm. So, yeah. So Garrett's having bad luck this week. I am having bad luck this week. That's about it for my 10 seconds. I don't really have anything else. Those are good. We're going out of town this week for 4th of July. Oh, yeah. And we're excited about that. Yeah. Anyways, that's my 10 seconds, everybody. Okay. We are just going to jump right into this. This case was actually suggested by one of our really good friends named Rachel. So, Rachel, if you're listening, hi. Thank you for suggesting this to us. <laughs> Our case sources are a 2020 episode called Woman in the Video, um, thehotline.org, www.sunsentinental.com, another JCS criminal psychology video, and then YouTube. Our case this week takes place in Florida, which 
Florida, if you don't know, basically has the reputation here in America as the place where the most insane crimes take place, like the most crazy, mind-blowing, never-saw-it-coming crimes take place. And I feel like it's not just crimes, but just stuff. In general, like just the weirdest, most insane things happen in Florida. So on October 4th, 2008, in Boynton Beach, Florida, 38-year-old Michael DiPolito decided to look for an escort for the night while his wife was out of town. Michael was an entrepreneur, which really gives us not much clarification about what he does. But 35 minutes after calling a service that night, 26-year-old Dahlia Muhammad came a-knocking on married Michael's front door. I'm not quite sure what magic Dahlia had, but only two weeks after that first service, Michael DiPolito filed for divorce from his wife after seven years of marriage and immediately proposed to Dahlia with a $20,000 engagement ring. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. So Dahlia obviously said yes, and the two got married four months later on February 2nd, 2009. Like I said, I don't know what magic she has, but she has something. Escalated quickly. Dahlia and Michael, as the new DiPolito couple, were overly affectionate and did not have a problem with PDA or public display of affection to the point where their new friends would begin to get uncomfortable around them. They were just a very loving couple. On March 12th, 2010, a month into their new marriage, Michael DiPolito's probation officer comes over unannounced for the first time ever. Michael had actually served seven months in prison back in 2001 for a fraud operation. Mm. and was given 28 years probation. But this was the, this was the first time his probation officer- 28 years probation. Yes, yeah, wow. Because he like got out early. Okay. So that's what he was given. According to JCS Criminal Psychology, the probation officer and two detectives confronted Michael with the news that they had received multiple anonymous calls about Michael selling drugs from his home that he shared with Dahlia. They searched the home and found nothing. The next weekend, Dahlia and Michael went to a nice resort in Palm Beach for the weekend. And towards the end of the trip, Michael and Dahlia woke up to police searching Michael's car in the parking lot, claiming they had received another anonymous call that he was dealing drugs out of his car. Once again, the cops search it and find nothing. Two weeks later, Michael and Dahlia finish their dinner at a fancy restaurant when they exit the restaurant and find police searching Michael's car in the parking lot again. Okay, I think I might know where this is going, so we'll see. What? I don't want to spoil it if I know it. Oh, (laughs) you can say it. (laughs) No, it's okay. Keep going. Okay, but this time police discover an actual baggie of cocaine in the vehicle inside. Hmm. um, Like it was inside a pack of cigarettes. And Michael pleaded with them, please, I'm being set up. This has happened three times. Like, it's not me. I don't know where that cocaine came from. And because of all of the anonymous false accusations, the police actually decided to let him go. Okay. They were like, we believe you. We do think someone's trying to set you up. The next morning, Dahlia broke the news to Michael that she was pregnant. And together, this couple happily began planning for this next chapter of their life together. It was the summer of 2009 when Dahlia and Michael woke up together for a typical day. Around 5.40 a.m., Dahlia headed to the gym and Michael got ready to walk the dogs. This was just like a couple months later. It was roughly an hour later when Dahlia received an unexpected call at the gym from a sergeant with the Boynton Police Department asking her to return home immediately. Something had happened. Dahlia rushed home and was astonished to see crime scene tape, news crews, and police surrounding her home. 
Dahlia walks up to police and they tell her that they had responded to a call of shots fired at her home earlier that morning and her husband, Michael DiPolito, was dead. No. Okay. Police bring Dahlia to the station and try to console her as she's freaking out. She tells them... You know, he's on probation and someone's been setting him up recently. She names a couple business associates that he had worked with that maybe, you know, might have it out with him after his legal trouble. Police tell Dahlia that Michael had been shot twice and it looked like he had answered the door and then was attacked. Now, all of this is awful and Dahlia is like distressed in the room. She's crying. She's sobbing. But the shocking twist comes when the police officer brings a man who is cuffed into the interrogation room with Dahlia. And he asks her if she recognizes him. And she's like, no. And he says, well, this is the man we caught leaving your home after responding to the 911 calls. So they had Mm. caught someone. Yeah. Something seems fishy here. So Dahlia claims, "I I still don't know him. And so police escort him back out of the room. The next man they bring in to confront Dahlia will turn this case on its head. The detective opens the door and uncomfortably in walks Michael DiPolito himself, alive and well. I thought he was dead. I did. The detectives tell Dahlia to quit the act and quit the game. They know the truth, and so does everyone else, including her husband. They know that Dahlia had hired a hitman to kill her husband that morning, and fortunately for Michael, the hitman she hired was an undercover cop. What? No way. Way. It's like she actually hired a hitman. Yes. <laughs> what the heck? So back when Michael was being set up for dealing drugs, uh-huh. he had actually confronted um, Dahlia the third time because no one else knew they were going to dinner that night. And so he's like, you were the only one that knew. So did you plant these drugs in my car? Dahlia freaked out. She was driving the car. She began driving manically going over 100 miles per hour. And so Michael apologizes. It's like, sorry, my brain's just like... I'm just trying to figure out who's doing this to me. I really don't think it's you. And he calms down. Police later said that part of the reason they let him go that night was because they had a feeling that Dahlia actually had something to do with it based on how she was acting as her husband was breaking down. She didn't care. She just sat there. There was no emotion. It was the next morning that Dahlia lied to her husband and told him she was pregnant when she most definitely wasn't. Okay, I was going to ask, was she actually pregnant? Okay. She was starting to freak out that he had like been catching on, that he actually asked her if she'd been doing it. So she thought, oh, I have to to do something. Come up with something. Yes. And that same day that she told Michael she was pregnant, she texted her ex-boyfriend saying that she wanted to hook up with him and she missed him. Not exactly in those words and a little bit different words, but we'll say it as that. So when she meets up with this ex-boyfriend who she had like brought him in and then pushed him away and then brought him in like this ex-boyfriend had been through the ringer with her Mm -hmm. and still showed up that day. So this wasn't all an act then like the cop pretended that Michael was dead so on and Mm -hmm. so forth. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when she meets up with this ex-boyfriend she asked him to pose as a lawyer to her new husband whom she hated and tell him that in order for him to get off probation he would need to move his house solely into his wife's name. So the ex-boyfriend called Michael, posed as a lawyer, told him exactly that, and Michael did it for his pregnant wife. And Dahlia, after all this happened, never talked to that ex-boyfriend again. What is going on? Okay. Dahlia then contacted another ex-lover and asked him to hire a hitman to kill her current husband. Now that the house was in her name, she would be left the house and everything, but he needed to die. It's apparent that Dahlia had men at her beck and call. Like through this whole thing, she was using her good looks. She was very attractive to get what she wanted. This new ex-lover said 
neither no or yes, but instead drove to the local police after meeting with Dahlia and told them Dahlia's intentions. Hey, my ex-girlfriend just reached out to me and she asked me to hire Hitman. That's one way to get back at an ex. Police decide at this point in time that they would plant a camera in his car and have him meet back up with her and say yes. So instead of just like contacting her and being like, hey, someone reached out. They're like, we're going to have her go through with it so we can Mm -hmm. actually arrest her. So they plant the camera in his car and he's like, okay, yeah, well, let's do it. And Dahlia and him meet back up. And in this little part, Dahlia gave him a picture of Michael, a picture of their house and a $3,000 down payment all on camera in his car. Police decided to take the sting operation one step further and have Dahlia meet with the supposed hitman that her ex-lover had hired for her. Keep in mind, this hitman is a cop. He's going in undercover. So not even six months after the DiPolito marriage, Dahlia climbed into a parked car to converse with a hitman she had hired via her ex-lover. The supposed hitman was actually an undercover narcotics cop from the Boynton Police Department. I will now play some audio from the undercover camera that was hidden in the back seat of the car. You'll actually notice during it, if you're just listening, Dahlia looked at like several times into the hidden camera in the car. Like several times. But she had looked, no idea. But like, I think she was just suspicious. Mm-hmm. She didn't know it was a camera, but she, you could tell she was just looking around like, is this, she's hiring a hitman yeah. right now. Hey. Hey. We're staying in here, right? How about, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do it and what exactly is going to be done. Right? And uh, I don't know if you got recommendations. You know what you want, what you know about him. Is he your husband or something? Boyfriend? Your husband? How have you been married? No, for real, because the thing is, you know, after I, I talked to you today, you know, this phone. So as you can tell from that audio, Dahlia is very unwilling to really say any words the equal complete condemnation. She's skidding around saying, I want to kill him. And the cop is trying to say, so do you really want to kill your husband? And she's like, I'm not, I don't want to, like you can tell she doesn't want to actually say the words just in case. So you can tell she was a little suspicious. They decide together that the plan would be that she would go to the gym early in the morning while Michael normally takes the dog for a walk. And then when Michael would come back to the house, the supposed hitman would strike while she's at the gym. So the morning of, Dahlia showed up to the gym at 5.40 a.m. And meanwhile, police showed up at Michael and Dahlia's home, knocked on the door and said, hi, Michael, we're the police and your wife is trying to kill you right now. She thinks that a hitman is coming to your house to kill you. So we need to take you out of the house to continue the sting operation. Okay. Can you imagine being confronted with that? So Michael's like, geez, okay. So they take Michael to the station. They set up the police, like the news cameras. They set up the crime scene tape, everything. Roughly one hour later, police would call Dahlia home from the gym and inform her of her husband's murder that had not, in fact, actually happened. Now, the news crews that were surrounding the house were actually there to document everything for police. So they were actually recording. Wow. And they recorded the whole entire scene once Dahlia arrived, and it's brutal to watch. It's uncomfortable because... 
Everyone there except her knows that her husband isn't actually dead inside, that he wasn't actually and murdered. And she's fake crying. Yeah, and, and they know that she's the one that hired him and that she's completely acting right now. But it's so awkward. So we're going to play you some audio. And if you're on YouTube, you can watch the video. Listen, we had a report of a disturbance at your house and there were shots fired. Is your husband Michael? Okay, I'm sorry to tell you, ma'am. He's been killed. No, 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 no. He's been killed, ma'am. I'm sorry. No. Listen, no, no. Try to calm down. No, Listen, no, right now what no, we, do, we need to get you to the no, station. No, we need to get you to no, our police station. I, we, I can't let you stand, man. We have to do our job. No, if you want us to find this killer, okay? No, we need you to calm down. No, I'm gonna need you to go with these detectives. So after bringing her into the station, they continued to stay in character. They even brought in the undercover cop in handcuffs who she thought was the hitman and said, hey, we caught him. Do you recognize him? And she's like, no, that's when she said, no, I don't recognize yeah. that man. Even though she literally met with him in a car and said, I'm 9,000% sure I want you to uh -huh. do this. And then obviously, like, you know, they break the news to her that it was all recorded and she's going to jail. They have everything she ever said about this. And she claims over and over, I didn't do anything. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And they're like, no, Dahlia, like we, we have the footage. Here's the footage. I didn't do that. She's in shock. Like, yeah, she just is like, yeah. no, I didn't do that. Once you try Bombas, you'll never look at socks the same way again. They've obsessed over details like foot-hugging honeycomb arch support, anti-blister tabs, and cushioned footbeds that feel like pillows for your feet. And let's not forget their super soft tees and tagless underwear. Bombas has a one purchased equals one donated mission. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you also donate essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. Today, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. Bombas also offers a 100% happiness guarantee. So whether your socks disappear in the dryer or they become a snack for your dog, they will actually do anything possible to replace it or make it right. They've also got this new Merino wool blend socks that naturally wick moisture and help regulate temperatures perfect for that rainy or unpredictable spring weather. You guys, I love Bombas. I literally wear them all the time. I love that every purchase means a donation to someone in need. And it's not just their socks either. I also love their tees and underwear they're so soft they pay attention to details i just really really love bombas get comfy this spring and give back with bombas head over to bombas.com husband and use code husband for 20 percent off your first purchase that's b-o-m-b-a-s.com husband and use code husband at checkout when we started podcasting, an online store was honestly the furthest thing from our minds. But now we're selling Murder With My Husband merch, and it's so easy because we use Shopify. And we really do. We use Shopify to sell our merch. I've been using Shopify for years, so it is absolutely amazing, easy to use, so intuitive. I love it. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. And it's great because they grow with you. So whether you're just launching your shop or you've just hit a million orders they are there every step of the way shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36 percent better compared to other leading commerce platforms we've actually tried a couple other platforms before we started using shopify to sell our merch and shopify is just the best um i've been using it for years like i've said 
and I just love having control over it and being able to do what I want. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash husband. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash husband now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash husband. We're jumping into an ad right now and I, no joke, I've had this question. I think about it all the time because I hate getting sick. Do you ever wonder why some people just don't get sick? One of the reasons you can help yourself from getting sick is Armra Colostrum. Okay, obviously I had no idea that colostrum is the first nutrition we receive in life and is an exclusive source of all the essential nutrients we need in order to thrive. So what's amazing is Armra colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 functional nutrients to strengthen your immune barriers, your body's inside suit of armor, and the first line of defense against harmful particles from the environment that can trigger inflammation and actually make Make you sick. I'm not saying that it 100% works for everybody because obviously you never know, but all I'm saying is I haven't been sick since I started taking it. Well, and the science behind it is so cool. Armor colostrum strengthens all four layers of your gut wall where 80% of your immune cells are housed. And it's a rich exclusive source of antibodies that optimize your immune defense during cold and flu season. Plus in clinical trials, bovine colostrum was found to be at least three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing the flu. We've worked out a special offer for our audience receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash husband or enter husband to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A dot com slash husband. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So like we all have stuff that stresses us out, right? Whether it's big or small, it can really get to us if we keep it all inside. And therapy is a safe space to just let it all out and figure out how to deal with the stuff that's weighing us down. And I am such a huge advocate for therapy. It truly has changed my life for the better. I could go on and on. I feel like I have the tools now to handle panic attacks or just major stressors in life and also a safe space to say whatever I need to say to an unbiased party. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com husband today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash husband. They tell her to stop acting, that they have all of the evidence, and she still won't say anything, claiming she doesn't understand what's happening and that she she didn't hire someone to kill her husband. The detective tells her, well, your husband is actually alive, obviously, and Michael is brought in around this point, and we will play the audio for you as he confronts her, as he walks into the room and says, hi, I'm alive. Why'd you try to kill me? Oh, my God. He's alive. Come here, please. So detectives feel like this case is open and shut. 
obviously. Like they have footage of absolutely everything. They have footage of her saying she wants, she's 9,000% sure she wants them to do it, giving money, giving a picture of Michael, like they have everything. And they attempt to get a confession after this. They bring her back in, try to get confession, but they aren't pushing it very hard because they just don't need to. They don't need a confession. Despite the effort and the evidence that she's confronted with, Dahlia will not confess and still denies everything. Even though they show her footage of her, she's like, I didn't do that. And they're like, yeah, that's you. And she's like, I didn't do that. What? Like in she, the world? it doesn't even make sense. So she was taken to jail and given a phone call. And who do you think she calls? The lawyer friend. No, she calls Michael. Oh, who she just okay. tried to kill. And Dahlia is straight up gaslighting Michael in this call. According to JCS, she tries to cultivate doubt into Michael's mind by making him question his own perception of what he knows. Okay. She's trying to use persistent denial and change the subject to destabilize his thought process. So basically in the call, she's like, hey, Michael, I need you to hire a lawyer for me. And he's like, I know that you just tried to kill me. And she's like, no, I didn't. And he's like, Dahlia, they they showed me everything. They showed me footage of you literally saying that you want to kill me. Michael, they showed me the same thing and I didn't do it. And he's like, wait, yeah, you like you. Sh I watched the same Ooh, footage and okay. she's like, I watched all the same footage too, Michael. And I didn't do it. You think I'd do that to you? And he's like, I heard you saying you do it. I heard that too, Michael, but I didn't do it. So she's like, saying, I uh -huh. saw everything. She's totally gaslighting him, like making him, it's like so frustrating to watch because you're just like, oh my gosh, you can't yeah. even argue with it. Like she's- There's nothing you can do. Yes. She's crazy. Yes, yes. And she's completely talking in circles, which you can't really argue with. It's typical narcissistic and sociopathic behavior according to JCS Criminal Psychology, which this is what he does. Like he he knows all about this. My heart hurts for Michael during this phone call. Like it's a horribly toxic relationship. You can't argue with a narcissist and he's trying his best. And she even gets mad at him like, well, you don't even love me because you're not trying to help me get a lawyer. And he's like, you, you tried just tried to, to kill me. me. And she's like, no, I didn't. Oh, she, I just hang up. So I wouldn't she, even. Yeah, she, you I can't argue with, with it. it. And uh -uh. that's that's why I feel bad for him because she is so narcissistic. Like it's insane. The most yeah. obvious example of narcissism I've ever, I've ever witnessed. Dahlia would spend 20 months in jail before going to trial in April of 2011 because she's pleading not guilty. At trial, Dahlia would claim that the whole thing was a hoax because they together as a couple were trying to get Michael on TV because he loved TV and he wanted to be on TV. So and they, her lawyer was okay with this? Yes. So her lawyer gets up and goes, you can't believe this because the only reason she acted like this was because they wanted this outcome. But then all of a sudden, Michael changed his mind. Like they wanted this outcome. They wanted it to be like, oh, my wife tried to hide, like, like it was a whole show. That's their defense. I'm not gonna lie, it's actually a pretty <laughs> smart defense, I feel like. I mean, like. because then you can excuse all of the time yeah. she stayed undercut. Like, according to them, she stayed acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So after three hours of deliberation, the jury came back on May 13th with a guilty verdict. Okay, Obviously, good. I you thought somehow <laughs> she was gonna be found not guilty and I was gonna freak out. No, because out. no jury is gonna watch that undercover yeah. footage, have all of her ex-lovers come in and testify about what they made, like what she made them do and then believe her. Like it, they had so much evidence, yeah. so much incriminating evidence. So during his victim impact statement, 
Michael DiPolito says that he was a good husband and that he loved his wife and that from the beginning, he didn't want this. He just wanted his house back. He was willing to work with her. Like literally on the phone in the jail call, he's like, listen, Dahlia, sign me my house back and I I will try to convince them not to charge you. Wow. He's like, I just want to get rid of you. I want my house back. Like, and she's like, I'm not, that's my house. That's my house. Like she, she won't, she just got caught. And yeah. instead of just letting it go, she can't, she yeah. can't let it go. And so that's what he's saying in his victim impact statement. Like, I didn't even want to come here. I was trying to work with her. I was trying to be nice. Like she tried to kill me. And I just said, give me my house back so I can have like an asset and move on with my life. He says that he hasn't purposely like gained any attention from this and that he's gone to prison once too and that he admitted what he did when he went to prison. He went there, he served his time, he got out and that Dahlia doesn't feel sorry for anything and she still won't admit anything after all of the evidence and that that's two different type of people right there. He's like, that's a good person and a bad person because I did something bad and I admitted it and I served my time and she's done something awful and there's complete solid evidence and she still can't admit it and won't serve her time. She's still being the victim. He says that his dad passed away during all the trial and he wasn't able to go see him because of the trial because he had to be here. And he's like, that's not fair. Nobody is helping him. And the first thing they are going to do once this is all over, the defense is filing a pill because she wants to continue to hurt him. She doesn't want to take accountability. And I feel bad for him as he's making this because you can just tell he's going crazy. Like he's like, I, this is insane. The judge says to Dahlia, so keep in mind, Dahlia is sitting there through all of this and they're ripping into her, which they should be. And the judge says to Dahlia that her moral compass is skewed and that she spent months trying to get rid of her husband, trying to get him arrested on probation. And that didn't work. Finally got his house over and then was like, well, now he won't sell the house. And now I have to kill him to get the money. And he's like, that's a long time to try to hurt someone. And you haven't shown an ounce of remorse. He goes, this goes past you just hiring someone to kill him. So rehabilitation would take at least 20 years, according to the judge. And so that's what he sentences her to. 20 years. What about parole? So... Not even a month later, the sentence was thrown out on a technicality. And somehow, Dahlia was able to remain on house arrest instead of in jail for six years while waiting for her next trial. She just tried to kill somebody. I was so mad. I was so mad because she's just not... She's crazy. She's not a very good person. And... I was so mad. I was so what like, happened after those six years? So in 2016, her second trial started and she basically claimed the same thing. They mm-hmm. were all chasing fame and Michael turned. She played the victim stating that the police knew she was attractive. And so they decided to pin her on this and do all of these undercover like like, because she's attractive? Yes. And that mm. because they, she said they just wanted fame too. And so they knew they could use my looks to get fame. Oh my God. Once again, narcissistic thinking. She said that they made the undercover cop and her ex-lover threaten her at gunpoint during those videos. She's like, what you can't see in those videos is that they're sitting in the front seat with guns pointed at me. And so I had to keep acting. She's crazy. So in June of 2017, Dahlia DiPolito 
was found guilty once again, and on July 21st, 2017, she was sentenced to 16 years in prison without the possibility of parole. So 16 years, okay. And she won't be open for parole during all of those. Her release date would be August 24th, 2032, and all of her appeals have been denied. So she won't be getting out at least until 2032. Okay. She will be held in Gainesville, Florida till the day of her release, and she will be 50 years old at the time of her release. Yeah. So my biggest question once I researched this case that I had to go Google was, did Michael get his house back? Because it was in her name, right? And she was like, I'm unwilling to sign it over. It was total fraud. I mean, that was was insane. Yes. So the judge granted him his house back. Oh, I thought you were asking me. No, I had to Google it because it was, and all I I felt so bad for him. So he did get his house back. You're right. And also a little fact is that Dahlia and Michael's divorce couldn't be finalized until after the first trial was over. So during the whole first trial, they were technically still Still married, married, which is awful. That's like so awful, especially because she was basically making Michael feel crazy. Well, I just think it's so awkward that she went to the house and she's the only one that thought that he was was actually dead and was like probably acting and crying. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so awkward. She threw herself on the police officer. Oh, my gosh. And it's just like, I need to see my husband. I need to see my husband. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, luckily in this story, nobody died. Yes. Because that ex-lover went and said, hey, she's trying to hire someone. And so they find, they got an undercover cop, which is just. But I also was like, go police, because they could have just like ended it there. Instead, they were like, we're going to get as much evidence as yeah. we can against this woman. And I will say about this case, it's really hard when people live in such narcissism. Like you can't argue with delusion, which is essentially what any argument with a narcissist is. It's like, it doesn't make sense. They're running in circles. They're gaslighting. It's really hard to argue with that. And so I do want to mention here that if you, you know, are in a toxic or abusive relationship and need help, you can call the domestic abuse hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or just text them at 1-800-787-3224. Um, you know, just in case, because yeah. it, it can be like a, a weird loop you can get in. But yeah, that is the case of Dahlia DiPolito and Michael DiPolito. It's crazy. It's kind of a good change um, from like someone that's has died. I yeah, guess, no you know? death. Yeah, no death. I agree. I'm really happy that this case turned out that crazy. Michael was alive. But the, yeah, the biggest part of this case is just the undercover work and all of the video footage mm-hmm. that they have of her. And then the fact that she and she did multiple interviews claiming to be the victim. So that was the, the insane case that we just covered of Dali and Michael. If you do want to watch any of the footage instead of just listening to it, you can check that out on our YouTube channel. That's Murder With My Husband podcast. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being here for another week with us. We seriously love this community. Thank you so much for letting us do this. And we will see you guys next week with another episode. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye. Goodbye.